0: Hello, listeners. A very quick note from me before we get going on this week's episode. I just wanted to point out that this was the very last recording I was able to do before we went into the pandemic-related lockdown. So Nina and I are both sitting in the same room, but we are not flouting the lockdown rules. So I just wanted to be very, very clear about that. It's also why in the promo video you will see me doing my normal recording with a guest in person. So... uh, just wanted to kind of get that all out there also to point out that this is being recorded on the old equipment so the quality I'm afraid is back to how it has always been more or less apart from recent episodes so bear with us but I hope you enjoy the show thank you for tuning into another episode of the ABC Music Talk podcast this episode will form part of the disciplines category with a look at a role that I found myself in for many 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 years but first don't forget to go roti your video Rota is for artists, managers, labels, or anyone in the music industry who needs to create video content for promotion or monetization. Rota makes it fast, easy, and inexpensive to do all of that in one place. Head to www.abcmusic.co and click the Rota logo on the homepage to access a 10% off discount for the service. Now... I could have potentially covered this subject on my own, but I know from my stats that the more popular episodes are when I have a guest on, i.e. not just me talking at the microphone. So in the true spirit of being data informed, I'd like to welcome someone who I have not only seen develop into a much-respected industry executive, but someone who I know from working in a similar space is helping break new ground in the international indie distribution landscape. From Horace Music Director Nina Condron, welcome to the show. Thank you
1: very much.
0: Pleasure to be on. Uh, Yeah. How are you doing today? Yeah, really good. Thank you. Excellent. Okay. So I know that you're an avid listener to the show.
1: Indeed.
0: Um, Yeah. Not exactly target demographic, but I know you've listened to a couple of them. Um, So normally I start with a little bit of uh, the background of the guest um and yours I think might be quite interesting because I think you're the first person to come on so far that's kind of uh not taken the route of jumping around lots of different jobs yeah you've kind of climbed the ladder so to speak
1: yeah so um I thought I wanted to be an artist back in the day you know uh play acoustic guitar and sing and uh then I realized that perhaps I uh could make more money being in the uh, industry. And,
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> so wait, so you're a failed musician?
1: Yeah, I'm a failed musician. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: because yeah. you know we all are. Yeah, indeed,
1: uh, yeah. indeed. Well, I still have the dream that one day I will not be a failed musician and I will be a musician as well. But
0: so do you? Oh, you still, you still play? <laughs>
1: uh, kind of. kind it, of, kind of, kind of, yeah. I'm getting back into it. When, so
0: when's the next gig?
1: Uh, I've been saying this for about seven years that I will. Uh, <laughs> 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 that I'll get back into it, but uh, one day, one day I will.
0: One day, yeah. But, one but day. So are you, do you write as well, or you?
1: Um, yeah, so I do. Uh, write write a few songs um, and play guitar and, and sing. So it's mainly acoustic stuff. But um, All right. yeah, so I did popular music at university, um, and then I, when I graduated, I did an internship for Horus Music because um, right. uh, they're based in Leicester. And I was moving uh, right. back to Leicester, which is where I grew up. Um, oh, okay. So, seemed like a cool company. Um, and when I started, it was quite small. So there was uh, me, the boss, and some some other interns, uh, part time bookkeeper, and that, that was it really. Sure. Yeah. And then, uh, what sort of year was that? So that was probably uh 2003 something like that. Oh wow. Um, okay. So yeah. really early on. Yeah, so uh the company had been going for quite a few years at that point but was still quite small. Right. Um I was one of the first people they employed full time. Right. Alongside my colleague Deborah who now heads up our publishing company. Got it. Um and then from that I got a role in business development. Um so Nick said to me that I like to Talk a lot and never shut the f up. So, uh, <laughs> going to give me a job where I get to go and talk to people. So, uh, yeah, really, really fortunate. I'm just kind of at the right time, at the right place. Yeah. But also, you know, I love meeting new people. I love music. I love talking to artists. I'm, you know, passionate about music and was really passionate about the company and the, you know, some of the things that I wanted to see the company do and the direction that they wanted to go. It just kind of, um, it was really good to see that those kind of ideas that I had. When they were put into practice, I actually did help the company to grow. Um, and uh, as an intern, I got a deal with Beatport, which we had nobody had had before. So, um, right, yeah, I managed to kind of get that get that deal um, deal done, and then from um, that, yeah, did business development for about four years, and then was promoted to director uh, about two years ago.
0: Very cool. Sure, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just not, it's not a thing that people often do these days, is it? You know, they, they, no. they sort of, they think about their career as, okay, I want to go and like learn a lot and go to different spots and whatever. But uh, it's, yeah. I, I guess maybe people that find their path through like a major record company or something, they might stay put for a while, but I might, you know, certainly I had to jump around cause I, I just, yeah. you know, couldn't, couldn't find a spot to, uh, to take me on up. Um, <laughs> so, so Horace, obviously uh, you're representing Horace uh, just generally. Tell us a little bit about the company. What does it do?
1: Um, Yes, we're a digital distribution and label services company. Mm -hmm. Um, So we work with both independent artists and independent labels and distribute their music out onto all the different platforms. And then we also offer a bunch of different marketing services, such as playlisting, um, radio plugging, we do video distribution as well, and all all that kind of good stuff.
0: Yeah, very good. I've just realized, I don't know, did I actually say at any point what this this episode was going to be about? I don't think I did, did I? Well, that's horribly remiss of me. Um, so we're, we're going to be talking about international business development. Yes. Um, so, um, that, you know, just because that's kind of more or less the, the bit that I find myself in and I wanted to cover it somehow. Uh, and it's great that you've been able to join us for that. So yeah. th- th- there was a, I don't know if you remember this, but there was a panel that you and I were on at Brighton Music Conference yes. last year and it was doing business internationally, something like that. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you were moderating. Yeah. And do you remember how you opened up?
1: Yeah. Oh. <laughs>
0: you yeah, don't remember I remember you remember
1: oh, that's, I remember that's yeah.
0: good no you told her. Oh, I just dropped something um, yeah uh,
1: I, th- I remember debating about opening up with a joke but I can't remember whether I did do you not remember the not. joke no I remember I joke. remember you saying you were going to steal it because it was
0: a good and, joke but... okay so I did steal it Yeah, I, okay. I used it at Amsterdam oh, uh, later basic. in the year should we tell the joke?
1: Well, you can tell the can joke. You, I clearly can't remember, you can't it. remember <laughs> it. Oh, are
0: well, you going to put that on me, aren't you? So, so Nina, we're sitting in front of a, an audience of people in Brighton, and uh, and she she starts off by going something along the lines of, uh, "Here's here's a quick fact to start, you know, the ball rolling. Did you know that 100 percent of your international income comes from abroad? And, and, and it was just like, uh, but it got a laugh. Yes. It was good. Um I they're followed super. up with something like, Did you know sixty seven percent of all statistics are made up? Which <laughs> which didn't get a because it's oh, a, it's, bad a, time. it's a dad joke, isn't it? <laughs> um,
1: yeah, mine, mine was borderline, yeah, kind of uh, No, I think, I
0: think, think it's good. I mean it worked, yeah. So yeah. it worked in Amsterdam as well. I so. think it
1: worked it works in some respects, but then other people would they kind of sit there and it takes them a minute to kind of get it in there like <laughs> right. Did she realise that she said that wrong? Was she making a joke? Maybe that's my fault for not not telling it well enough. Well <laughs> maybe yeah, I I mean I
0: guess the thing is maybe people aren't. Uh, you know, necessarily expecting jokes. Yeah, maybe that's the thing. I don't know, but yeah, it, but it made know. me laugh anyway. No, so we've
1: well, got one one laugh out of the whole. <laughs> it's,
0: it's totally worth it. <laughs> uh, so I wanted to start with a, an observation that I've kind of had over my time. Now I don't know if this is uh, something you've experienced, given kind of mm. your, your your career, but um, maybe you spotted it in other companies. Yeah, I find that typically when a company looks to for the first time when they start looking at moving outside of their domestic market. Yeah. They typically think of international as one thing. Mm. Is, do you think is that a fair kind of thing to say?
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um I know a kind of a, a big label that recently kind of just um got rid of all of their kind of like international people who are working on specific places and just said right well this is the world now we're just going to have one kind of person just looking after everything yeah you know or a team looking after everything rather than having specific sectors so yeah i think definitely that's something that people do
0: yeah i mean i personally i think it's uh i understand why it happens mm. right uh, there's a resource issue and all the rest of yeah, it but of course, course i I've, I've certainly experienced as soon as you start getting into it i mean now i would advise a company differently but yeah when I first you know started to sort of take on that role I you know it it it, it's incredible how little people have anticipated how complex the world is mm. given how big it is yeah, and how yeah. diverse it is and all the rest of it so it was just you know it's, it's the one thing like I think so, so I mean this this podcast is aimed at people coming into the music industry mm. and so uh, I suppose what I'm trying to do with it is to sort of just you know spot things that people should watch for so if you ever get hired to be the head of international for something maybe just pause and ask them what is exactly that they're trying to sort of you know achieve by this
1: yeah definitely i think you know if you're looking at international roles um you know there could be issues where for example they want you to speak mandarin if you're dealing with somebody in china and if you don't have those (laughs) accreditations it's going to be pretty tricky to get a deal done
0: well so this is it so um this is this was kind of like my my next question. Right, yeah. I mean, there's there's a bunch of things within any role that has a sort of an international kind of flavor mm. to it. I mean, you just mentioned language there. I mean, that, yeah. that's one thing. Do you do you speak any other languages? Uh, no, not
1: really. I'm a lazy English person that speaks. I think everyone speaks same. English.
0: Well, for, I mean, we're very lucky because obviously the you know business language t- typically is yeah. English at the moment. But certainly, I found that. A, with some of the work I've done out in Asia, in particular, mm. has been a problem. Yeah, you know, definitely. in the, in the sense that you're you're sitting in those meetings, and that so, maybe half the people will speak you know good conversational mm. English, but then there's always a moment where they kind of break off and have a conversation themselves right yeah and, and that
1: can be a little bit awkward when you're going i wonder whether they're saying this is going well or this is going bad yeah and are they uh I,
0: exactly <laughs> have, that. I,
1: have i said something wrong yeah know, have uh, i
0: offended their entire family and mm-hmm. their cult yeah no it's yeah. It's, it's it's something that I, you know i mean maybe technology will help solve this in the end right maybe we'll so be saying google
1: translate can be pretty handy when you're kind of traveling around and things like that but it's very difficult to try and use that in a meeting
0: yeah um, you can't have a kind of two-way dialogue no, that's kind of really. very natural but yeah i mean that's certainly something that, that that i picked up the other main one at least for me is the time zones
1: oh yeah of course I mean, yeah.
0: What, how do you deal with that
1: Um, Yes, that can be difficult. Um, Certainly, you know, when you're making meetings and things, if you forget to, you know, do the time zones uh, correctly or like you're putting things in your calendar, And I've had that from with a few people. You know, they've gone even just to Europe. It's an hour ahead, but they've put yeah. all their meetings and not put it in France time, and then it's shifted all the meetings an hour. And then they're like, Oh, when they when they travel, when they when they yeah. So
0: I think I did uh, three years at Medium like that, and, right, and, and, yeah, go, yeah. and got everything right. I was an hour late for everything.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I know so many people that have done that. Yeah, so that that can be difficult. Um, but yeah, I generally just always use. Uh, was it meeting planner right uh, yes, online and then I you I can use. just put yeah it's just easy and it, I've got it saved as a tab and just use it all the
0: time that's exactly what I do yeah. yeah no it's it, I mean they're, they're, these are kind of like little things that you sort of a little of, top, tip, for little everyone top there. tip there you go <laughs> that that, and also uh, well, we, the other thing is when we're doing deals like the, the currency thing right oh uh, yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, well, I was <laughs> because, discussing
1: that with someone earlier, yeah. Because if, so,
0: if, if somebody's quoting a price at you in their local currency, you're like, what does that actually mean? I'm not really mm. sure. So, and the other stuff that I, I don't know whether you've kind of mused on this, like maybe you were a better student than I was, but like geographical and historical <laughs> things, I find I'm more interested in that than I ever was before.
1: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm going to really embarrass myself now and make myself sound like a fool. But for a long time in my life, I thought London was in the north. So my geography is terrible.
0: Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs)
1: Until I was about probably eight or something. Oh, that's
0: allowed. That's completely allowed.
1: I might have done that number down. It was probably more like 20. No, (laughs) it wasn't wasn't that high. But uh, yeah, no, my geography is terrible. Um, It's got better, definitely. Yeah. As I've gone, you know, on planes and stuff and found out where things are. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty bad.
0: Yeah, I, I, I just think like from sort of like doing like doing business mm. from that point of view, because yeah, I guess a lot of that kind of stuff feeds into the cultural differences that you kind of come yeah. across, you know, when you're sitting opposite somebody that you've, you know, you've never met before. So there's that issue. Yeah, but definitely. but then there's also the fact that they might have certain character ticks, if you like, that you kind of have to tune into. Mm. I, I know you do a lot of work in India yeah Um, there's there's some particular things that I've I've certainly come across that people from India you know have in terms of their the way that they they talk and they communicate it's just different yeah of course yeah proximity and things like that
1: yeah definitely I think uh, it's always important if you're going to another country to do business to kind of find out about the culture before you go and don't you know make mistakes when whilst you're out there I think to a certain degree you know people are kind of like okay well that I know that they're from a foreign company. So they'll kind of give you a bit of leniency, but at the same time, you know you you don't want to be that guy that or girl of course that's uh offending people without realizing do
0: do you find yourself doing a lot of research before you head off because you you just came back from a career right
1: uh yeah so you know i just kind of um yeah i did do a little bit of research before i went out um you know you the there's websites online i can't remember what they are specifically now but um where you can find out about different cultures and how to dress appropriately and what to you know what things to say or not to say and know there's so many different cultural elements to things that you know you don't realize and we have a lot in the UK that are un- unwritten, but obviously because we're here in the UK, we know them. Yeah, but we, we don't even people, think about them, right? Yeah, but yeah. other people who are travelling here would probably have to find find those things out, you know?
0: Yeah. Um, I, so I do a lot of work with Americans and have done for years, and they're yeah. always very quick to point out the uh, the British character traits and flaws indeed, mm-hmm. uh, which always amuses me, because obviously I've got loads for the Americans.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: um, so, um, and... Have you, what are your sort of big biggest challenges that you kind of come across when you're sort of out and about doing business? What, what have you found?
1: Um, I think language is probably the biggest, the biggest barrier, definitely, without being able to speak their language. And also remembering to kind of regulate your language as well. Um, you know, there's so many little phrases and things that we say, which to, uh, somebody else just wouldn't make any sense, you know? Right. Oh, so you mean like the, like the
0: literal translation from English into, Yeah, that's
1: it. You know, like using, I can't even think of any now, obviously, um, using like terms of, um.
0: Yes, turns turns a phrase that yeah. that when they get translated, they end up like. What, yeah. what are you talking about? <laughs>
1: exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's the
0: same the other way around yeah. as well. Of course. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, there's been, I'm sure. I, again, I can't think of any, but there's definitely been a few occasions where I've sort of directly translated something, maybe out of an email. Yeah. And just go, what the hell does that mean? Oh
1: yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I've had some really funny um, Google Translate conversations with people. You know, like they only spoke Mandarin and they were trying to. So we were using, uh, you know, this like app, and they were saying stuff to me, and I was literally laughing because what they said just made no sense, you know, to me because it just hadn't translated correctly. And then I was trying to say, "Do you mean this?" And then they were kind of just laughing because they were like, "What is she trying to say?" Yeah. You know? it just doesn't really work. Um,
0: yeah, you have to yeah. like really simplify the language, right, yeah. right the way down, sort yeah. of bare bones stuff. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, yeah.
1: But I mean, when I was in. Um, when I was in China and I was going going out for dinner, we used to spend and <laughs> really enjoy looking at the menus because they had English translations and it would be a dish like, I don't know, um chicken. And one of them actually it looked like soup, but it was called um busted biscuits. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was just obviously a completely the wrong translation. Yeah, and uh, yeah, some some of the ways that there was chicken saliva that was sounds really appetizing, you know. And uh, yeah, it's just really, really That's funny, funny, funny stuff. Yeah,
0: men- menus are great for for that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Okay, so so language is kind of the thing to to look out for. I mean, I don't even know what what I kind of advise there, other than if, I guess if there's a particular country you're interested in doing some work with, if you're say from you know the, the UK or or wherever, learn the language that would help, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah. I think
1: at least just have you know um kind of some of the basics sure and i think people appreciate that as well if you can kind of learn some of the basics at least you know how to say hello and thank you and please the, and i mean don't, some don't of the common courtesies yeah. right yeah that, that's it
0: that they're important for sure yeah very good so here's, here's another i guess kind of like an observation now i just wanted to kind of riff on with you for a second western companies typically think of themselves from developed countries or markets mm. but that's Starting to change a little bit in terms of like the dominance of countries like China and and their impact on the kind of global stage. And of course, music from places like Korea that then translates into, you know, so-called developed markets. Do do you think like there's been a bit of an attitude of kind of that's over there and we're over here and, and therefore slightly dismissive? from from the music industry do you think people need to change their attitudes a little bit yeah
1: definitely i think it is changing but i think um certainly you know a couple of years ago that the idea of people you know doing business in those kind of territories was you know oh well that it's too piracy ridden and uh we don't need to because we've got the uk and the us and we're the we're the top dogs so why would we bother with our our time over there but I think that is definitely shifting uh that change and you know you're seeing a lot more releases now in, in the charts that are from latin america or from you know i've got afrobeat sounds to them or k-pop of course and the the general sound of the music industry is becoming a lot more global um and it's you know it's exciting to see where it'll kind of go next i think um if you look at Asia for example I know we spoke on the on that panel uh, a lot about hip hop mm-hmm. um and uh you know Chinese hip-hop and Indian hip hop and I think that could possibly be the next place that um that we'll see uh some kind of new Asian sound perhaps dominating the charts uh that, that would be my my bet
0: yeah no very interesting yeah it's it's one of those it's one of those ones where I think I'm sure there was a study recently lately where they were looking at like the actual language in the sort of the most popular music around the world and popular by numbers of streams or something mm. like that. And I, I don't think it was English anymore. I think it was yeah. Spanish perhaps mm. something like that, but you know, that's the sort of thing that is going to have a real impact on, on the industry as a whole. Right?
1: Definitely. I mean, if you look at YouTube, for example, the, you know, the most subscribed to um, video kind of uh, well, music channel is that of um, a Indian company, of oh, wow. singing, uh, Bollywood music. I think it's T, uh,
0: T-Series,
1: yeah. but don't quote me on that. Yeah,
0: no, no <laughs> T-Series is one of the big players out there. Yeah, yeah it's, he, it it's
1: either them or it's a, it's another big, big player.
0: Right, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, no, it's, it's it's going to be interesting to sort of watch how people kind of, you know, figure that out. Because, again, I think that Western kind of concept has been, well, we're putting out our English language music mm. and the world is just going to like it to a, a degree.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and there are a whole bunch of markets that we don't really care about because mm. they... they they can't be monetized, but but that's what's changing, right?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, there's still challenges in a lot of these kind of emerging markets, but um, these challenges are, the only way they can kind of be overcome is by, you know, people going into the market and doing business with them and maybe even kind of teaching them how it works in the West so that they can kind of adopt those, um, adopt those kind of business principles. Um, I'm not saying that they will have to, mind, because a lot of these places where you think are, oh, you know they that it's not gonna kind of the way that the industry works is different it doesn't necessarily mean it's it's wrong um, yeah you know sometimes they're they've actually doing things better than we are so
0: yeah for sure yeah absolutely that's yeah so and and just like sort of staying on that kind of emerging markets thing I mean there's one of the other things we sort of briefly touched on it is currency so the economic mm-hmm. differences so when you're looking at deals and you're kind of thinking about okay right my responsibility is to my my labels and my artists and the people that I represent yeah. right and so I don't want to put words in your mouth but certainly the, when I approach it, I'm trying to think of how do I create parity amongst all the deals that we represent mm. but of course you you kind of can't because you're dealing with perhaps a different price point in terms of its translation back into English pounds or, or US yeah. dollars or something
1: yeah of course I think generally they're kind of uh... so although the language is English I think the currency is uh, USD it's not GBP obviously because we're such a small small country that's only using our own um, currency so USD is kind of standard that's generally what people will kind of quote you in and refer to if you're uh, English Um, however they will obviously kind of use their own currencies as well and then it's up to you to try and figure out what that what that is in GBP yeah get a little translate um currency converter on your phone it's a good little tip
0: <laughs> for sure top um, tip too. yeah and, and but like in terms of like the kind of the actual sort of monetary return say a per yeah. stream or download I mean that, that that can be vastly different oh
1: definitely yeah
0: I mean yeah. How, how, do, how, do, how do you kind of in your capacity at Horus kind of mm. approach that
1: yeah it's, it's a difficult one you know because um You've got to kind of respect that things are different in that country, but at the same time, you kind of you also need to push and try and get them to kind of see that actually, you know, paying such a small royalty is not good for the industry, it's not good for the artists, it's not good for the labels, and they should be, you know, we should be kind of pushing them to... to provide more royalties back for the artists because ultimately they're the ones mm. that have created the music and without them they don't have a business. Yeah. You know, um, but also you've kind of got to also appreciate from their side that um, you know, the people in the in those countries don't have as much money perhaps as as, as we do, certainly in, you know, like the, the the smaller parts of the cities. Um and so therefore they have to put the price point at a lower point. You know, they can't charge the streaming services can't all charge ten dollars to somebody who's you know,
0: which could be a a weekly, monthly wage. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, because that's the challenge, isn't it? It's it's kind of there's some of these markets that haven't had a legitimate music business for for a long time, Mm -hmm. perhaps other than ringback tones because they were carrier side, so they could control it and monetize it. Put, you know, people in the populations they just aren't used to paying for music because yeah, they, they never true. have done before so you know that that's always the argument that i get from from the dsps and, and you know mm. certainly in some of the countries within africa for example at the moment yeah. where i'm doing some work you know there is just that kind of thing of yeah but no, no one's going to pay you know regular so like what you expect for access to music because they currently don't yeah but we're trying to do this thing and therefore we need to price it at a certain yeah certain point it's hard though right? it is
1: difficult but it's that it's that age-old thing you know what would you prefer do you you want nothing or do you want something you know so you've kind of just got to balance you've got to kind of wage that up you know um it's like okay well we're not going to get ten dollars but at least we can get two or three whereas actually if we weren't getting that it might just be that we get nothing
0: because it's all piracy-driven. It's yeah, it's 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 one of those things that I kind of continually battle with, and I'm not sure exactly the the right at, at approach to it because ultimately, long term, we want a incredibly well you know, put together global industry that we can all access, right? Yeah. So we've got to somehow help support these you know these these companies because, and also the other thing to, to to point out here, I think a lot of the time people think oh. You know, you've got Spotify in every market or Deezer in every market. Yeah. Fact is, you kind of don't, no. right? And so, in fact, you don't. L- literally, you don't. Yeah. But despite one of Deezer's wonderful uh, press releases, do you remember that where they put out something <laughs> and they said they gave a number of the number of countries in the world, and there was more than there actually are. <laughs> it <Right. laughs> was like that was excellent. That was great. I mean, I guess they just meant, well, we're on the internet, anyone can get yeah, access. Yeah, 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 that's but, true. But regardless, it was quite a funny moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, you know, I'm sort of torn between sort of like trying to help these kind of, often independent companies, right? These are people that yeah. you just literally don't know. Like they've come seemingly from nowhere, but probably not. They've probably been around in their country for a while. And you've yeah. just got to kind of, kind of somehow trust that they're gonna report to you and pay you on time and
1: yeah Yeah, i mean that's another issue that we haven't really touched upon that is the kind of the trust thing you know trust is Um, trust
0: is a big issue right definitely
1: yeah um there's certain places where it's very difficult to you know to kind of build that trust um you know, we've been screwed over by a few companies in the past where, you know, we've done a deal with them and they've just not paid any royalties through and you're going, you know, where's the money? Where's the money? What's going on? Um,
0: And and all of this stuff kind of then impacts on how deals are done in the future, right? Yeah,
1: because it kind of like, you know, if you've had that experience with one company in one country, you 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 know, it's easy to then just assume that all the companies in that country are the same. I mean, that's like a not really a good way to look at things, but it can then be quite hard to kind of, you know know who to trust and who's who's telling the truth um yeah,
0: yeah no so. it, 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 it's a it is a huge problem and, and of course the contracts don't necessarily protect you from that no. right because they can't force the contract itself doesn't necessarily force and how would you enforce that contract anyway right yeah
1: well that's it yeah if it's got jurisdiction in another country it can be really difficult sure um, yeah i mean we recently uh there was an article written about um companies from uh outside that are investing into india so right. um we've we set up a company in india about uh four or five years ago so we've been doing quite a lot there um and we were asked to kind of take part and they said that was one of the questions was what was the challenges and uh, our ceo wrote was writing about that the kind of the trust issue where people think that because you're a western company you've got tons and tons of money and they can just kind of exploit you but you know that's not that's not always the case especially if it's just you know smaller kind of independent company like us you know yeah we're not major backed we don't have um you know external shareholders and investors we're still kind of quite you know quite a small company in in terms of the the whole industry small
0: but like quite a trailblazer like it definitely we're it, big, yeah i mean I think it's impressive like the work that you've been doing out in in Korea in particular you know where that was that was actually that was the first market to be uh 50 50 digital and physical like way back yeah. in the day but it's interesting that I certainly in in recent years, I've, I've learned that they still haven't kind of modernized their infrastructure from a tech point of view. But that mm. does sound like it's starting to change. And Because somebody said to me that it was Horace that had helped kind of help implement DDEX, or the usage of, of, of DDEX standards.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Yeah, so we were kind of like one of the um, companies that kind of Tried to get all the DSPs sort of on on this, yeah. on this road. Um, Super important. We helped like uh, Sarvan now Geo Sarvan at the time, kind of get connected with a lot of labels over here as well. Right. Um, you know so We we had the deal before they were kind of like working with Merlin and people like that. And uh, because of that, they used to actually send artists to us. So one artist would say, "I want to go on Sarvan and they'd say, "Okay, yeah, use Horus," and then we would deliver it on there so yeah India's been a really good good market for us and we're now kind of looking to uh launch similar services that we're offering in India um into different markets like South Korea and China and places like that yeah yeah we've expanded what we're doing in India actually now and it's not just the distribution we're also doing um PR playlisting radio plugging looking at live sync opportunities publishing kind of just one-stop shop to get your music into that country we can kind of just facilitate everything there.
0: Oh very cool. Yeah. That so. sounds like a lot.
1: <laughs> it is quite a lot yeah it's not yeah. just us. <laughs> we, yeah, we, right. We've got some partners who are helping us out.
0: So you, I mean you read my mind right so um, when approaching a new market mm. how, what are your thoughts around working with local companies?
1: Um, yeah I mean so we've partnered with uh, a company called Turnkey who um, you know we've known the, the guy who runs that for, for a long time right. and um, he actually helped us do uh, hire the person who's now looking after our operations um, in India so he, he recommended um, our, our head of business development out there so you know we, we through our deals with him we had a lot of trust with him and um, he's kind of one of the only publishing companies that's been going for ages that's actually in India because publishing is such a kind of new market mm-hmm. and um, we also launched a publishing company there about two years ago so it was kind of like yeah let's kind of work, work together to kind of Help change the actual um the publishing uh, industry, because at the minute in India it's all kind of uh just buyout deals and uh, things like that. So that, that
0: seems to be the kind of general approach that companies took before kind of yeah. things started to modernise around the internet. Um, it, it. Certainly, a bunch of countries in in uh, in Southeast Asia that mm. that took exactly the same approach, and yeah. it was not great for artists. But no. it, it was the only, ver- the, only sort of, the only option. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I guess you know, in part because there was a lack of ability to to actually exploit the, the recordings themselves. So a record deal kind of wasn't really yeah like a viable concept, even right? Yeah,
1: yeah well, there was no like PROs to pay the money back, you know? Right? So.
0: Yeah, I mean. I don't know what it's like in India, but certainly in Southeast Asia, a lot of the money came from like brand deals, like Mm. sponsorships and things like that. Brand ambassador type, I guess kind of like early influencer stuff that we might consider, you know, at the moment. Okay. So with Horace, like what did the kind of, I mean, you've mentioned a few of them. So you have got India, Korea. What mm-hmm. else are you kind of thinking of at the moment?
1: Um, so we're currently also opening up an office in, in Nigeria, and then we'll be in South Africa. So yeah. they're the kind of the next places that we're yeah. I mean, that here. that seems and to be. And then global domination, of course.
0: Uh, obviously, <laughs> obviously, and then Mars. Yeah, Mars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next, <laughs> yeah. How are you going to approach Mars? No, let's not yeah. let's not do that because that's ridiculous, isn't it? And so, I mean, you know, you we've, we've talked about a few of the different markets. How do you kind of prioritise? Because like you can't do it all at once, right? No. You can't kind of, especially as an ind- a small independent company, right? Yeah. You can't kind of just say, right, we are going to have a, a base of operation in every single market yeah. and do it in a way that's probably, one, sympathetic to the, the local market itself, mm-hmm. and two, that's financially viable so that you don't kind of destroy your own business by creating too much kind of noise, if you like. Yeah, definitely. You know, it can be,
1: you know, it's really expensive to set up companies, so you can't just kind of, yeah, set up a set up a company in Heathrow and just start shooting people off on aeroplanes everywhere I don't know if that would work um, but, but,
0: but that's quite a good visual <laughs> it sound I does quite, sound like quite like fun
1: that. doesn't it yeah um yeah so
0: instead of the extra runway we'll just put in some <laughs> office buildings and just fill them full of people and then just fly, just fly people out, out.
1: yeah go and make a business off you go <laughs> yeah
0: yeah because i mean it just doesn't work like that does it
1: no, no it knows you know there's a lot of time and resources that you've got to put in um you know getting the contracts with the with the various kind of people that you you need to to run the business finding the right person that can be very challenging yeah you know um Especially it's kind of... Because we basically decided to have horse music and then horse music India. So it's kind of like, oh, like a okay. subsidiary of, of horse so music. Really. Right,
0: so you've set entities up as opposed to kind of the typical thing, which is mm. we just hired a couple of people and just put them in, in Yeah, the so
1: we kind of took, took that approach. Mm. Um, so yeah we had like proper grueling interviews with people and they were like yeah really really put through the ropes it kind of it it was painful for me just even interviewing them so right. it's you know it's, it's make or break if you don't get the right person so oh, that can yeah. be you know that that can be a big challenge um and then obviously as mentioned all the kind of resources and things like that yeah. Yeah. But well, what was your initial question? I don't know if I actually
0: answered that. I Sometimes I forget what I ask. I, <laughs> I think it was more to do with, like, how do you prioritize like, oh, these markets? Yeah. I mean, yeah. is it is it led by, again, I won't put words in your mouth, but mm. uh, is it led by a, either an opportunity that kind of organically grows within the business? Or are you kind of really hyper strategic about kind of the goals around, you know, around what you want to achieve?
1: no i think it's a bit more organic to be honest with you we don't kind of sit there in a map and go well, right and uh, you know i think with this- <laughs> all your pins in the map pins, going yeah. got that one go yeah. oh, quite a fancy holiday to the caribbean i think we should set up an office there <laughs> i mean
0: i hear the cayman islands are lovely yeah yeah, yeah there
1: you go yeah uh, no, I that's what i'm doing with conferences so yeah just finding somewhere i want to go on holiday and then i'm sure there'll be a conference there that's so. <laughs> excellent.
0: you know you just admitted that um, with something that's going out to the rest of the world it's so right. uh, so yeah. your, your boss is going to hear that, <laughs> uh, but okay, good. It's, uh, it's he said the
1: same, so it's fine. Oh, he has. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Well,
0: that's wonderful. Uh, company policy, company travel policy. <laughs> yeah. Where do you want to go? Uh, just try and shoehorn in some sort of business-related yeah, activity.
1: Why not? Might as well. Oh, I think um, that's lovely. No, it's uh, yeah. No, I think it's more just kind of. Um, I mean, the the India thing came about because they were doing a, a BPI DIT mission over there, and we thought, God, we're doing nothing in India at the minute. Let's just jump on a plane and experience. Right. Okay. to find out about it. So we went on kind of one of the first trade missions that they did. Um, and for anyone looking to kind of do business, kind of international uh travel, I'd highly, highly recommend them because you get to go with a load of people who are in a similar boat to you, you know, um and there's a group of UK music industry people who will go out together. And they'll also put on um things to kind of teach you about the industry. So you, you learn a lot about about the industry and about the culture and how things work before you go. So going back to your previous question a while ago about kind of uh how do you kind of prepare for these things actually you do get on these kind of trips you get given a lot of information whilst you're there as well yeah right um and then yeah, we managed to get all the deals um, sort of from the from the first trip. So next year we were back. You know, we kind of we already knew everyone, so it's you know ah, okay. go, we we're going out for you know.
0: So so they're introducing you to all the the local people there as well.
1: Yeah, so they can facilitate uh, kind of like matchmaking. Um, mm. We we did a lot of it, a lot of research ourselves before we went out there. So we were sure. like, right, here's all the DSPs. Here's who we need to meet. And then just went and met them all and managed to get the deals done. Um, And then, yeah, we just kept kind of going back and making sure that we regularly visited the place and spoke to people, told them about our business. And uh, a lot of the labels said that they think that there's an opportunity for us to set up a company because at that point there wasn't any kind of artist aggregators. Um, There were some local homegrown ones, but, you know, like your Baby and TuneCore and all those kind of people. What year was
0: this? How long ago was that?
1: uh i'd say that was probably yeah four or five years ago oh, okay yeah, yeah, yeah. my uh, <laughs> my length of like knowing how long things ago is really bad <laughs> that, that didn't even make sense but um yeah i'm like everything was about four years ago about <coughs> everything literally nine, everything like yeah. yeah so it's not very good but um yeah, so we basically that that's how that came about, and then um,
0: so shout out to the BPI.
1: Yeah, definitely Do, yeah. doing
0: your international business development for you. Yeah, no, kind, they've no, definitely
1: kind. been a <laughs> no, they've definitely been a, a big kind of uh, instrumental part of uh, our strategic kind of growth. Um, so we yeah we look where they're going and go on that their kind of trade missions. But then there's also just generally, you know, obviously I'm always kind of keeping in touch as to what's going on in the industry. I sure. read all the kind of trade industry stuff and uh
0: which which are your favorites um
1: well i get them i'll get them all yeah <laughs> yeah you don't just... you don't want to name your favorites <clears throat> uh well music i can name my worldwide. favorites it's there good. you go yeah um, Timingham. yeah cmu is good yep um, and obviously the abc podcast is going to be my next uh, resource <laughs> for...
0: <laughs> yeah yeah god don't ever rely on this for that <laughs> in fact funny the, the current affairs strand has turned into me just shoehorning in subjects that don't really fit in the others and sort of you know trying to do something timely around the launch of a campaign but why not yeah Yeah, I kind of feel like news has been covered a little bit I mean you know people like Tim Ingham and uh, and, uh, Chris Cook at you know Music Business Worldwide and CME respectively Mm. do such an amazing job with all of that I kind of don't feel like there's any need for anything else there yeah yeah Yeah. all the lights have just gone out (laughs) in our room that's a bit that's a bit weird like as we're sitting still are they on like a Oh, it doesn't matter. Just we, dance we, 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 we can, can just about it. Well, actually, maybe that was like timing. I mean, that was kind of more or less where I kind of got to yeah. with, with the questions. Is there anything like any final thoughts on kind of advice for people? You know, getting into this.
1: Um, I suppose my final top tip three, as I got only got to two, is just, <laughs> just something I decided to do throughout this podcast. Is, uh, three, as I started, three
0: is a magic number, indeed.
1: Where it would be. Um, if you are going to uh look go to a new country i would find out about the kind of social media apps before you go uh... so um you know there's particular ones in particular countries that everybody will be on and if you want to kind of do business even or kind of connect with them it's, it's good to like look at what those are so like wechat in china is essential and then you know there's like line music in mm-hmm. japan or cacao talk in korea you know there's certain places that people have and just don't assume that everyone's going to be on spotify facebook or uh twitter because there's lots of other different streaming services well, and different I mean, apps out there in
0: china some of those you can't access well
1: exactly um
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, i was going to say on this on this subject oh yeah so and one of the other things that i sort of learned re- relatively recently i guess is that some of the some of the uh, the so-called dsps or streaming services are actually used like social networks yeah that's correct especially yeah. in asia it seems to be
1: yeah, yeah, definitely. I think um, you know, yeah, as in China, for example, you know, like NetEase yeah. is, is similar to kind of how YouTube works in that um, it's uh, comments and things like that. So um, that's how you can see how popular a, v- a track or a video is. It's not by like how many listens or streams or views it's had. It's actually by how many comments are on there. Yeah. So um, yeah, people have like a race to get to the to be the first one to comment on a track when it's launched. Yeah, yeah. interesting. Quite
0: funny. Yeah, interesting. Very good. Mm-hmm. Okay, well thank you very much for that. No, you for you, having me. So we've just come in at 40 minutes. So I'm trying to get the podcast down time-wise because they're a bit long. So This is going to be perfect.
1: Okay, good. So
0: there you go. Perfect as ever, Nina. Uh, So to my listeners, thank you for listening. I welcome all feedback, comments and suggestions for future shows. My Twitter handle is at Alex Branson. Just put podcast DM in a message and I'll follow you back. uh, Or head to the website www.abcmusic.co and you'll find a contacts page there with my email address on. So thank you once again, Nina.
1: Thank you.